Condon. o'clock hour, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Randy Wayho for momentarily from the Iowa Cubs. We'll head down to Principal Park. And then we will get Max Olson from The Athletic, uh, who published his piece, The State of the Program, Iowa State Football Program, there in the spotlight yesterday. We'll talk to Max Olson about that here in about 20 minutes. Let's head to Principal Park. He's Randy Wayho for Assistant General Manager. He joins us. Randy, Trenton, Ken, how are you? I'm okay, guys. How are you? Doing okay. Uh, hanging in there. What was, I mean, I think for the most part that you guys had a pretty good idea that it was, in all likelihood, minor league baseball was not going to happen this year. Uh, but just to see it uh, made official yesterday, had, was it salt in the wound, a punch in the gut, or how, what was kind of the reaction amongst the staff? Um, yeah, mixed. I, I think it felt a lot like April 15th when the first home game uh, was supposed to happen, even though we knew it wasn't going to happen, uh, marking the day uh, and knowing that, uh, you know, you were passing that milestone was, um, you know, it, it, it comes with an emotional attachment. Uh, and yesterday kind of felt similar. Um, I feel a little bit better that we can move forward. I think I've told you before, I, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit weary of telling people I don't know uh, right, yeah. for the last three and a half months. Yeah. But at least we do know that's not the answer we wanted and, and, and hope, for, hope for, and, and it certainly uh, creates a whole other mountain to climb. Um, but at least we can uh, strap on our boots and, and get our gear and, and, and start up that mountain. So uh, I, I guess that's the, um, that's the small silver lining in all of this, I guess, for me. Randy, do you know behind the scenes how much of an effort was made to save minor league season this year? I mean, we just got the, you know, the last week, we just got some clarity on the majors, but during this time while they were trying to figure that out, uh, do you know how much uh, effort was put in behind the scenes throughout minor league baseball to see if we could put something together? I don't know for certain. Uh, I, I heard uh, the commissioner on uh, with Dan Patrick this morning on, on your station, uh, you know, and he talked. And I know uh, it was a truthful statement uh, that there was great discussion about what would be the ability to test in all of the various minor league cities, um, and certainly that would be a huge challenge. Uh, and and uh, and and when you're looking at it through that prism, uh, it's not hard to see why why you got to this decision. You know what. We know that what the 160 minor league teams and markets have in common beyond baseball is very little uh, in terms of staff size, in terms of resources, in terms of proximity to health care of certain levels and and all different things. Uh, You know, what's uh, even within the state of Iowa, what's happening in in Des Moines and what's happening in in Burlington, where I worked before here, yeah. Uh, other than the fact that it's minor league baseball, there's very little in common between the two operations. So uh, when you look at it through that way, you know, I, I know there were serious discussions about what would be the practicality of the testing protocols and the distancing protocols and minor league clubhouses versus major league clubhouses uh, and all of those things. So uh, I, I, there was some effort uh, and, and some good discussion and, and uh, on those topics. Uh, it would be hard to disagree with, with where we ended up knowing all the different variety of things that, that happen around the country. 
You guys are back this week with high school games out there at Principal Park. Ankeny versus Ankeny Centennial tonight should be a good one out there. Two top 10 teams facing off and a doubleheader starting at 5 o'clock. 1,900 seats. I was out there for the opener, and you guys have done such a good job. People know where they can sit. Social social distancing certainly in effect, so get out there. What else is playing, though, outside of what you have with the high school and the college games we've talked about? Yeah, so next week the college series returns. We'll have 5 o'clock doubleheaders every day but Wednesday next week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, and then two more the following Monday, Tuesday, as some of the high schools get into um, their postseason play to qualify for the state tournament. Uh, and a lot of our effort then will concentrate on getting the stadium ready uh, and figuring out all of the different things we need to do in addition to what we've been doing to be ready for the state tournament uh, and the wide variety of people that will be coming through the ballpark in, in, in that time. Uh, so we'll need to give the field a break, uh, our staff a little bit of breather uh, mm-hmm. to be ready for, for that long haul. Uh, and then August, I think you'll start to see some of the other things that we've talked about uh, pop up on the calendar. Uh, once the high school and college baseball opportunities are, are finished, now that we know that we don't have to uh, keep the playing surface in AAA condition, now that we're going to ruin it, uh, but the opportunity to do things to allow people access uh, when we don't have to prepare for a major league rehab assignment or the possibility of those kinds of things uh, gives us a little bit more breathing room. So, um, you know, whether it's the BP on the field or the movie night or some of the things that we've talked about and, and a few other things that we're still developing, you know, you'll start to hear about more of those into August and September before the weather turns. Randy, do you think that uh, the the stoppage of minor league baseball this year? You mentioned Burlington, Clinton. They seem to be, you know, headed towards contraction. Uh, Trent and I talked early in the show of all cities, or of all towns, I guess, to lose AAA baseball. Pawtucket may have ha- hosted their last AAA game, the longtime AAA affiliate of the Boston Red Sox. Do do you anticipate that there will be some teams that were, you know, not originally on that list for contraction that because they uh, an entire season is lost that there may be some some teams some towns that uh, that have hosted baseball have had baseball uh, that may not have it just because the the ownership can't support missing an entire season it's it's very possible and, and I would be surprised if some of that didn't happen um, you know or at least a change in ownership uh, and, a, and a sale opportunity and maybe there's someone else in the community that would want to come in with a fresh start and, and take it going forward. Uh, although I'm, I'm sure they'd have to see some developments um, to be interested in doing that. The next year is going to return in some sort of normal form. Uh, uh, you know, with all, uh, there's going to be real concerns about all the employees that have been furloughed at this point. Mm-hmm. How are you going to bring them back now that business has been uh, com- shut down for sure? Um you know, and, and uh, you know, we are so very lucky uh, in this operation that our full-time staff has remained intact and we've had some opportunities to open the gates and, and, and do some things that doesn't make it any easier. Um, you know, but we are uh, a, an exception in our industry right now. So I would be shocked if there weren't teams up for sale uh, or really scrambling leading into next April to try to figure out how to bring staff back when you do that in order to be ready uh, to open the gates and sell sponsorships and season tickets and all the things that we do in the wintertime, um, you know, that people wonder, always wonder, well, what do you do when there's, when there's no season? Uh, you know, we don't just kind of sit around and play cards until right. uh, until April. Um, it is 
still full-time jobs. So there's going to be a lot of really, um, you know, it's been difficult all along, and it's before it gets easier for, for all of the league teams. I, I saw a report yesterday that it's going to be till 2022 until minor league baseball teams kind of get back to normal as far as their budget because, as you mentioned, uh, you know, sell sponsorships. A lot of the, the theory was, anyways, uh, that 2021 is going to be a lot of make goods for the baseball season that didn't happen this year. 2022, maybe the first year before things get back to normal. Did that theory make sense to you? I think that's a best case scenario. Um, you know, I, it's probably longer than that. Um, you know, based on, you know, we don't know that we'll be at full capacity yet. We hope so. Uh, you know, but until we know that, uh, you know, if we're under any sort of restricted seating, um, certainly that changes the dynamic of how many season ticket packages you can sell. Uh, what are the social distancing rules as they apply to picnics and group outings and, and all of the staples of our business. So, um, you know, you're absolutely right. The people that have already paid for 2020 season tickets, we will uh, work with them in, in hopes of rolling as many of them over to 2021 as, as, as possible. And there, there's been a good reaction for that. You know, we've had a lot of longtime season ticket holders that, and, and want to continue uh, and understand that we didn't choose for it to be this way. Um, but the money that we would have brought in in October and November to sustain the operation through next April will just be credited uh, this year in, in great part. So, uh, yeah, those are the challenges uh, ahead. Uh, and, you know, that's just our business and, and, and really going to be all seasonal businesses uh, of, of any kind. Uh, and, and that's something that is not unique to us, um, you know, but it is, it is a real thing for sure. Minor League Baseball, as we know, it's certainly changing. Burlington, Clinton, among those on that initial list of being cut, what their baseball is going to look like. You guys play in the PCL and some long, long road trips that go along with it. If this thing evolves and it changes and you go almost completely back to the drawing board, what makes the most sense, uh, league affiliation, the way it's set up for the Iowa Cubs when you look to the future? Well, I... You know, the, there used to be three AAA leagues, and there was, you know, and then there was a desire to see more clubs and have more competition and, and diversify the schedule. Um, and, and it went from, you know, we were in the American Association for a long time, which is basically the Midwest version of AAA, and now it's just the the two kind of centered on the coast, and the Midwest teams got sucked to one side or the other. You know, so there is some talk about geographically realigning AAA. Um, to, to have another league. There are other thoughts about, about things. You know, I, I think that our relationship with the Chicago Cubs remains as, as strong as ever. Um, and there's still a lot to be determined in the greater negotiation between Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball about how our industry is going to look uh, starting in 2021 that Sam's been, you know, immersed in uh, mm-hmm. for the last uh, 10 to 10 months, if not more. Um, you know, going back. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't foresee a, a situation where we're not the AAA affiliate of the Chicago Cubs, but stay tuned because everything, you know, it has been changing. I would be shocked. I'd be more shocked than I would the news we got yesterday, uh, for, for something like that. There's every reason to believe that, um, you know, we, we are uh, on pace to, to keep moving forward as we've been with whatever the new landscape of minor league baseball may look like. Uh, but there's still a lot of road to travel before we, we get there. So I don't want to sound any alarms or anything like that, uh, but you've got to be open to uh, 
understanding that there, there's lots of different perspectives that are being taken into account here. Uh, Randy, let's get to baseball on, uh, on the field as opposed to, to off the field. Uh, with, with, the, with the Chicago Cubs expanding, every, every uh, major league team expanded rosters, there's a lot of guys that maybe would have been, probably would have been down here, but at least get an opportunity perhaps be on that taxi squad. Who are some guys that were in Principal Park last year? I mean, Al Zale, I would have to think that he's going to get an opportunity. Who will you be watching to see if they get the chance to make that jump to the major? at some point uh, in this abbreviated season? Well, I think you have to look at the probably the pitching staff most of all. Uh, and you, you think about what Colin Ray did last year and how many times we talked about yeah. what does it take for the PCL Pitcher of the Year to get a look mm-hmm. uh, uh, with the big league club. Well, maybe this is going to be his opportunity. Um, you know, and, and Alec Mills in that same boat, and they were part of that discussion before we dealt with coronavirus uh, in spring training with Tyler Chatwood to be that fifth starter, the long man out of the bullpen, and now they'll all be there. Uh, and then, you know, in this kind of situation, does a Dylan Maples, does a James Norwood, um, does it click for them in a, in, a, in a shortened kind of season where they don't have to sustain it for six months? You know, can every two or three days, can they throw in, go in and, 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 and throw strikes for, for an inning or two and, and become – established major league relievers because they certainly have the the arm talent to to do it so those are the guys that i i think probably have the best opportunity um from our team last year to make the biggest impact with chicago this year based on the way that this season is going to be configured how about colin ray the iowa kid uh cascade kid that pitched with you guys a lot last year had a great season an all-star in the pcl He's going to have an opportunity, certainly, to get more major league innings. How good do you think he's going to be for the Cubs this year? Uh, you know, he was good before he got hurt, so there's yeah. no reason to think that he, you know, he, he doesn't have that opportunity. I think for a guy like Colin, um, who doesn't overwhelm you with just stuff of velocity and 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 filthy movement, um, I, I think the restricted schedule will be a unique challenge because if he does get that opportunity, he's going to be facing the same hitters so often. I think that's going to be one of the unique things about this major league season. Uh, you know, there was a stat last year that Glaber Torres hit a third of his home runs against the Baltimore Orioles. And now 30% of the Yankees games are against the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles. Right. Uh, you know, so you're going to get some of these matchup anomalies uh, that could potentially grow that you either got somebody's number or somebody's got your number, and it may not reflect how well you're doing overall, but that's always been kind of a, a nuanced part of of the game and those those breakdown matchups. And there's just some pitchers you see the ball better against. There's just some hitters that uh, you have more confidence with, especially as you have more success. So uh, the thing for Colin, I think, will be um, will he be able to mix it up enough uh, to face the Cardinals 20 times in 60 games or whatever, 15 or whatever it is uh, that number is, uh, and still be effective. And that won't be just for him. That will be for a lot of guys. But I think that will be an interesting part of this of this season uh, if we get to it. Cub Club going to open anytime soon? We are not planning on reopening the Cub Club for breakfast and lunch. Um, we'll still have that space available with the outfield suites for yeah. um, special events. Uh, we've actually done a couple of graduation parties and have remove tables and follow the distancing rules just like uh, the restaurants and, and things around town. Uh, but 
uh, based on, on all of these factors and the limited time that it was uh, open anyway. Uh, we, we are not planning on reopening the, the Cup Club at this time. Good stuff, Randy Wayhofer. Feel for you and the entire staff over there. Um, get through the summer and cross your fingers and hope like the rest of us that we get back to normal at some point. Thank you, Randy. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, good to talk to you. Randy Wayhofer, assistant general manager from the Iowa Cubs. That's a kick in the you-know-whats, isn't it? It really is. It's Jesus. so frustrating. They're mm-hmm. trying to find a way, and, and they're doing everything that they can, and certainly love to see that. And uh, I'll be out there, if not before the end of the regular season, be out there at the end of this month for the state baseball tournament. Yeah, crazy. You're already into the Isn't it? Yeah, within a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, we will talk to Max Olson uh, from The Athletic. He covers the Big 12. Yesterday wrote a lengthy piece uh, as they chronicle all of the uh, Power 5 conference teams. Yesterday, Iowa State was in the spotlight. State of the program, Iowa State. Max Olson wrote it. He'll talk to us next when we come back here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 106- Iowa.org. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Take you until noon. Hope to talk to Max Olson from The Athletic on Iowa State. Wrote a good piece. The state of the program over at The Athletic, but uh, looks like you're swinging a miss for Max Olson. Yeah, our college football guy is coming up empty today. Yeah, Bill Bender right. and a Fender Bender. Max Olson not Bill available Bender right now. Bill Bender and a Fender Bender. Nice. <laughs> it's been, uh, yeah, one of those days. You left your phone at home? I did. I did. Oh, not well. The, not the Canadian Day, Canada Day you were anticipating, huh? Not yet. Hopefully it'll get better. Will there be a Canadian flag flying in front of the Miller household? No. No. no my wife, the, the, um, all the neighbors got them, right? The American. Yeah. Yeah. I want to put up my Canadian flag. Of course, yeah. Yes. I don't think that's probably the right thing to do. Anyways, maybe get both. Probably, if yeah, maybe we'll see. Anyways, Spe- yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, let's talk about Iowa State because this. Uh, I, I think that this team has a chance, Trent. Everybody's looking for the third team, right? Mm-hmm. I think Oklahoma State's going to be really good. I do. I think TCU is that team that if you're looking for a price, and what were they, 30-1, to 1, uh, that perhaps TCU, uh, because Max Duggan is the question mark there at the quarterback position, but we recall uh, that he was a freshman, he's got a sophomore, he's got a bunch of games under his belt. Iowa State, there's always, regardless of where, whatever program, for the most part, with uh, you know Blue Bloods, they reload, not rebuild. Mm-hmm. But if Iowa State's offensive line, if they can get some production out of these young guys, they've clearly got a good running game. I mean, I, I, I really believe that Brees Hall is going to be special. I, we saw enough of him over a thousand yards combined, eight hundred on the ground, two hundred through the air, whatever it was. When he um, got his opportunity to be the guy, and as we think back to August, it was uh, seemingly a foregone conclusion that once he got that opportunity, that he was going to uh, prove it that uh, to us that he should have got it earlier. I'm not giving up on Jirel Brock. I no. think he's another young kid that's got a really good chance. Nwangu, I don't know if it's. His window's closed. He's the fastest kid on the team, I believe. Good kick returner. And he's a good kick returner. Uh, who's the other kid? Johnny Lang. And, and if injuries speed. hit, 
they're going to be in good They've shape. They've got some depth. Yeah. Now, where they don't have some depth that we know of is obviously with Brock Purdy. You know what? The offensive line is a concern, but Brock Purdy, after all, that is a contact sport. And if he happens to, you know, get banged up or, you know, the, the era that we're in, he gets stricken with the virus and has to be quarantined for, be away from the team for a couple of weeks. Which quarterback do you have more faith in? You know, is it is it uh, Aiden Bowman or what's the other kid? Dun- uh, Decker. Yeah. Hunter Decker. Northwest Iowa kid. And both of them, um, well, you read a lot about, a lot about mm-hmm. incoming freshmen that they think they're going to have a good career there. We don't know. But if Purdy goes down, you know, yeesh. Sound the alarms. Sound and, the alarms. And that's indeed. happened a lot. Max Olson uh, just sent an email has to reschedule. So we'll get him, if not tomorrow, we'll certainly get him next week and get into things a little bit more. But we got plenty of time right now to talk Cyclones and the squad. South Dakota to open up the year. Mm-hmm. It's not North Dakota State. No. It's not South Dakota State, but they've been decent in the MVC. Yeah, but those days of Iowa State having to, unless it's the Bison, of having to... Here's the thing. September's not been kind to Iowa State over the last few years. They've had a couple of losses in consecutive Septembers. They got to get over the Iowa hump too. Right. I mean, Matt Campbell has yet to beat Kirk Ferentz. And if if this is going to be an Iowa State year, and let's go under the assumption that we play a full twelve games. Right. If they're going to have an opportunity to be that team, last year's Baylor, if you want to call him that, um, they're going to have to have a better September than they've had in the past. And that when you start conference play at home with Texas Tech, that's mm-hmm. another game you just can't afford to lose. No, but you should beat Texas Tech. You should, absolutely. Texas Tech, I don't, I don't think they're... Year two for Wells. Yeah, uh, even if it is year two for Wells, it's a basketball school, Texas Tech is now. Red Raiders are a basketball school. <laughs> How crazy is that after it is. It's as much awful Texas Tech basketball as we've watched, well, watched it, until the last five basketball years? Basketball t- school in the state of Texas to begin with. How right. crazy is that? So UNLV, mm-hmm. that is the third non-conference UNLV is a game. bottom feeder. They're off. They're terrible. In fact, I think it might be more likely if they would lose one of those two games, South Dakota and UNLV, it would be to the Coyotes as opposed to UNLV. <sighs> I mean, game okay, one, yeah. fluky stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Offseason has completely mm-hmm. changed. In fact, an FCS team knows they're playing an FBS yep. uh, team week number one. They've had all offseason to prepare. Short as, travel, bus yeah, trip in. yeah. They're going to be ready. And but you know what, Trent? Again, those days of Iowa State having to But they work. happen all the time. Yeah, James Madison just beat Virginia Tech. Of course, we've seen North Dakota State, the number of teams that they picked mm-hmm. off. Yeah, but North Dakota State's special. They are. But that gap is not as significant. North Dakota State's got one of the better quarterbacks in the country. In fact, they might have the second quarterback off the board might in this be coming the first. draft. There's still I know there's Trevor. There's Who's people it? that say that Trevor Lawrence is going to be is going to be the ups the shocker of the year. Yes, that some people think Justin Lawrence or Justin Fields will be taking over Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, no, and, no, Lance is Lance is the guy at North Dakota State. Either way, he's really good. Mm-hmm. But it's not just that. I think there's going to be just week one in general, and take away the FCF, FCS FBS thing. There's going to be some goofy things that happen. Tons of teams didn't have spring football. What camp's going to look like? What are camps going to look like for each individual team? Oh, we were we had half our offense was quarantined for two weeks in August. That's going to be an aspect there. And because of all that, more likely, I don't think either of them are highly likely. 
5% chance that South Dakota gets it done, about 3%. It also shows you how bad UNLV is. Mm-hmm, That's a really bad, bad team coming Fired, fired the coach, new coach coming mm-hmm. back. Uh, how big of a loss is Real Mitchell? I mean, obviously it would be a huge loss uh, if indeed Purdy does get hurt because of the freshman behind him. Did he end up at Temple? Temple, yeah, yeah. Temple. I, I think... I think the he, back, he's electric when he got on the field. He was. Now, I mean, he's not better than Brock Purdy. The backstory helped. Mom, that was an American gladiator. Mm-hmm. This kid that went to the lead 11 camp, mm-hmm. but he was still an incredibly undersized guy out True. there trying to play quarterback. And, and they listed him at what, six foot? I'm not sure he no. was, but anyway. He's six foot. I'm 5'11. Yeah. And you know, that's not the case. No, I know it's not the case. <laughs> uh, tight ends, they got two terrific tight ends. I think the receivers, well, they're. Uh, it's. In some cases, an unknown commodity. Um, I think Tariq Milton's got a chance to be really good. We saw enough flashes out of him. They bring in a kid that's uh, 6'2", 6'3", that they think that he's going to be outstanding. 8-4? and 8-4. 8-4 with the win over Iowa? Well, they have to beat Iowa this year. I mean, if they're going to have that kind of year... It's in Kinnick, though. I know, Trent. I know. They've won there before. It's been a while. It has been. But Hutchinson, the kid I'm talking about, is a, is a receiver. They're very high on him. Um, let me get the rest of the schedule in front. Okay. So South Dakota open yep. at Iowa, yep. UNLV, yep. and they begin at home with Texas Tech. So 3-1 and one at absolute worst. It's at Kansas after that. Okay, but 3-1. and one is, So is Kansas in the month of September? It's October 3rd. All right, so let's go by month. Okay. Three and one worst case scenario. Three and one worst case scenario. You don't go there. I buy that. Okay, I'm buying. Okay, October. Yeah, at Kansas. Okay, at Oklahoma State. That's a tricky spot. Yeah, man. they got some guys. And Gundy's teams have played well against mm-hmm. Iowa State. There's high scoring games, but seemingly find a way to win mm-hmm. outside of the most famous game. Yeah, the Friday night game uh-huh. uh, back a decade ago. Oklahoma after that, and Jack Trice bye week. K State. At home. K-State's their freaking kryptonite. It is. They played really well against Oklahoma. Yeah. Had them on the ropes last year. Of course, had the historic win a couple years back. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, Wallace, um, the receiver that missed a lot of last year. He was a Bolitnikoff candidate at the beginning of the year. Chubba Hubbard, Spencer Sanders, the quarterback. Can they win that game? Two and two in, in October. If they have to be at minimum two and two to have a special season to take another step forward, so that puts them even with that at five and three. Okay, if you give them two and two, and that means you're saying they're going to be two of these three teams, or one of these three teams at Okie State, Oklahoma, or Kansas State. And Kansas State, we know the history there. Mm-hmm. It's not a pretty one. It hasn't been. That's uh, Iowa State gets a bye though before that week. There's a little advantage, right? Yeah, get off week leading into the Kansas State game. Sure. Here's how it wraps up: is uh, they will make the Texas sojourn at TCU. That's tricky. Baylor at home. That's that's tricky. Texas on the road. Oh my! And then they finish up with West Virginia coming to town. Is that is that uh, Black Friday? It is Black Friday. Okay. Well, they have to go two and two. Yes. So two and two, two and two. um, That still only gives them seven and five. Got to find more wins, Trent. If they're if they're going to be the second team in the the schedule's the trickier than I remember from the last time we looked at yeah. it. Beat the Hawks four and zero in September. Okay, Kansas five and zero. Go to Oklahoma State unbeaten. 
And then the following week, home to Oklahoma, K-State. They can beat K-State this year. So if they're 6-2... I've heard that before. I know. (laughs) A lot of times. (laughs) If they're 6-2 and going into November at TCU, home to Baylor, give them a win over Baylor. Give them a split. 7-3. and At Texas, uh, West Virginia, 8 and... I don't see a nine and three scenario, I, and that's even starting the season five and zero. Oh. A five and zero oh start. Five and zero. Oh can you find nine wins? Can you? Can you? And this this would be a school record. We remind you, everybody, mm-hmm. or tie a school tie record. a school record of the regular season. Mm-hmm. Let's work backwards. West Virginia win. Yep. At Texas, I don't think so. I think Texas might win the conference. Baylor. Two. Yeah, the two. At TCU, yes, they can beat TCU. Yes. K-State at home, yes. Oklahoma, no. No, that's two losses. At Oklahoma State, that's the one. That's a toss-up game to me. At Kansas, the other ones, yeah, they can. Is it going to come down to right in the middle of the schedule there, that Oklahoma State game on the road? They win that one. I think that's the pivotal game. I think I've identified it. I I agree with you. That will be the difference between a special season, Uh a rememberable season, or... Yeah, the bowl Run of the mill. Yeah. yeah. We'll return to the Liberty Bowl mm-hmm. if we have bowl games. Mm-hmm. It'll be just that. I think that's a fair way to do it. I, I think their, uh, their defense, yep, they lose Ray Lima, but they plug Bankston in. They get Bailey back. Wazaruke is a really good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will McDonald came out of, uh, and not nowhere because he had some hype going into the season, but he certainly started to flash as the season went on. He was on Bruce Feldman's list yeah, of freaks, freaks, and that's what yeah, got things started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just uh, um, what a specimen he is physically. Now, no is, is he a full time defensive end? We still don't know that because that's going Boy, to be he has his to position. be, doesn't he? But he split, doesn't he split with uh, Peterson? Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's just the reps, and he's more of a specialist, and, a third down guy, yeah. kind of guy, kind of like we saw at Vanessa early in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orion Vance is terrific. I thought he had mm-hmm. a really good year last year. We know what Mike Rose kind of player he is. Uh, I think that uh, Max Olson believes it's going to be Hubbard that's the other linebacker, and he's a upperclassman. Then you get to the secondary. Uh, Daytron Young. We saw, I saw enough of number 10, Kyle. Tavon yeah. Kyle, he flashed toward the end of the season. So I think secondary-wise, they're good. Of course, they get the anchor back in Greg Eisworth, and if he's healthy, this defense is uh, it's going to be good again. That Eisworth uh, concern, though, you mentioned the health. Mm-hmm. He is such an impactful player for what they do, but also the style of play that he has. He's more susceptible to getting injured because he rockets himself all over the field. Yeah, he hits you. He brings it. Yeah. And when guys play that way, we see there there's the other side, and they will be banged up. As he's healthy, throw the number of cornerbacks that they have. You mentioned, I'm with you, Kyle. And you, you, the first game that he really played extensively, and you said, 10 jumped to me. So I went back and watched that game, and I mm-hmm. said, I see exactly what Ken was seeing there. I was with you on that part, and he played well going forward. you got to have a lot of corners. You have to yeah. be good on the back end of it. Oh, the question that I have as a whole, not that have people figured out what Hecock's been doing defensively with that bubble mm-hmm. defense, but it feels like there have been patterns where teams are certainly better than they were initially True. against it. Was that the fact that Eisworth was out last year? Did that have played? Or not... Yes, he played, but, but he, he was, was nowhere near seventy percent uh, or whatever he best. was. It was it that was it the injury or are teams scheming now and figuring out different ways? And what else does he have up his sleeve? The New England Patriots 
came to Ames to figure out what he's doing mm-hmm. defensively against these spread offenses. Mm-hmm. New England doesn't make many trips to Clemson Ames, Iowa. Made their Clemson, way on the college front, made their way and figured out and tried to pick the brain uh-huh. of the defensive coordinator. So with that, he's got a, he's got more up his sleeve. And that's an, another tr- intriguing part here because it's not like it's a whole new host of guys, too. These are guys that have been in the system, know what they want to do on that side of it. And now what more wrinkles can they throw at it? It's, it has a chance here. Schedule, though. Just more difficult than I remember. Um, Just the way it kind of sets out. Okay, I think the Oklahoma State game is is going to be the pivotal game in the season. I could see that. I can make a case that they get to that game unbeaten. What about Kansas? No, not yet. They had struggled with Kansas. They were down the fourth quarter last year at home. Yeah. Year two, less miles. Mm. Guys won a lot of games. <laughs> Yeah, but got LSU talent's different than Kansas. I talent. think I, I feel like you're just dismissing the Sunflower State. K no, State, how they could win that? They one. can't look, but they haven't. No, but they won once in the last twelve it's years. Been a long time. And some it's, heartbreakers yes. and some clubbings. It's usually the uh, yeah, that's usually the November letdown, right? It, it's uh, they've burst a lot of cyclone bubbles yeah. over the years, and Kansas has done that a couple of times against Iowa State. Some bad and some good Kansas teams, admittedly. Conference crown on the line. So, do you think they can get to Oklahoma State? Will they get to Oklahoma State unbeaten? Can they be five and zero? You don't think so? Can they? Yes. Will they? No. So, you think it's Iowa? I think it's Iowa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. New what quarterback. Do you think, what do you think of this Iowa team? I mean, kind of like Oklahoma State, where this offseason still is that unknown. I like the talent on Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I like everything happening inside the program. Same question for Iowa, with everything surrounding mm-hmm. them. Do you see Iowa as a six and six type of team no, or I another eight and so. four type of team? Uh, you and I win. Iowa State toss up at the game in Minnesota on Friday night, week number three. Yeah. They got the Gophers last year. They they uh, they um, helped spoil the season. They did. And then Northern Illinois, Michigan State, Ohio State. Yeah, mate. So let's do let's do the same thing for them. September <sighs> three and one split. Iowa State, Minnesota. Yep. Think that's fair. Yep. Uh, Michigan, uh, Michigan State at home. They're going to at Ohio State. Loss at o- at Penn State. Loss home to Northwestern. Lick your wounds and find out a way. Two and two. Two and two. Okay. And then uh, at Illinois. Tricky. That's trickier than you think. Coming I agree off with a you. Bye week though. Yep. Here's, think that'll help. Here's what I'm anxious to see. Or what you say here? Home to Nebraska. Come on. Talk close game last year. It was that was in Lincoln. It was. Uh, so you put that, that's a win for you? Yep. At Purdue? Loss. Home to Wisconsin? Ah, they can't beat the Badgers. There's another loss. So another two and two. So two and two, two and two. Three and one. Three and that's one. Seven and five. That's seven and five. Totals for these two teams, both uh, listed right now. You can bet on both. At what? What are they? So Iowa State's probably, did they put a hook on it? They did. Or seven and five. It's or seven, seven and, and a half, half, rather. Correct. And Iowa, did they put a hook on it? They did. Same. Seven and a half. Yep. Both at seven and a half. Both uh, the juice that the place I was looking still at one ten too. Is it? So haven't adjusted at that. So who so who goes over seven and five? Of the two schools, more likely to go over seven and five. <laughs> I think it's Iowa State. You think it's Iowa State? I think Iowa State can get to Oklahoma State unbeaten. Because they have yeah, they have to beat obviously they have to beat right, Iowa. Right. And it kind of goes the other way too. Mm-hmm. But because Iowa has to go to Ohio State yes. and Penn State, those are not impossible games, yeah, but they're close. 95-5, yeah, pretty close. 90-10 maybe mm-hmm. for both of those games. The Ohio State team is absolutely loaded. Yeah. I was looking through, reading one of their previews the other day. Mm-hmm. 
They're a playoff team. They're a playoff team, yes. And Penn State is not far behind. Nope. And you nope. got to play both of them back-to-back weeks on the road. Good luck there. So you think the Hawks lose their final two games of the year yes. at Purdue, home to Wisconsin. And limp out to the Mayonnaise Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Charlotte. Charlotte in December. I've always wanted to go. I have too. I, I've had a layover a couple of times. Have you? There. I've never yeah. been to the. I've never been through the state at all. Never been to the airport. Never been in the state at all. South uh, South Carolina, North Carolina. Never been to either one of them. Uh, Here's your chance. The Mayo Bowl. Yeah. Well, I'm in. Uh, geez, I think Iowa State's got the better chance to go over the seven and a half. And they're going to. Um, they just came from Orlando. Do they go back to the Alamo? Alamo Bowl? They really enjoyed. Well, it when look they got if they're if if um if the Chamber of Commerce gets a say, right? And they do, and they do. San Antonio would sign for that in a second. And you don't think I'm crazy, do you? The bit more the, the of the two schools most likely to go over seven and five. <sighs> Maybe it's my fandom showing here. Yeah, quarterbacks never made a start. Got to prove it. Quarterbacks never made a start, but they. Do have a lot of other talent. No, their receiver core is as good as I've ever seen it there. Running back position's good. Uh Offensive line looks solid. And defensively, seemingly, they're always Mm -hmm. good. I still say I was more likely. I will will be favored in the football game. They will be, yeah. It'll be a tight line. We Mm -hmm. saw those... uh, those lines from Elite Sportsbook, right? Are was, they out? Yes, yes. Oh, I, you know what? I don't remember that. Well, how about this? Let's take a quick time out, and we'll talk about those point spreads over in Riverside as they have the lines out for I'm the Iowa going, games. I'm going over clones. Uh-huh. I don't think I'd touch the 7.5 for, for Iowa. Iowa. Think it's the right number? I do think. I think it's the right number for both of them. Point spreads. Cyhawk game. We got it next. All right. Miller and Con in 1460 kicks and a one you in Des Moines. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. This is an awful version of it. That's the best she could find. I've told you this before, right? Uh, Changed the words in the national anthem since I was a kid. Really? Yes. Right here. That's the old version. In all thy sons command is now in all of us command. Oh. And that's probably 10 or 12 years. That's the old version of that. Yeah, this one uh, came from 2008. First one that popped up right. on YouTube. It's okay. in all of us command. Anyways, uh, it is Canada Day, and thank you for that. Yes. You know, I, during the break, I just, uh, I was going to be better than maybe you think at first. You know what? The, it was really helped them. The two transfers on the defensive line oh, from no Northern doubt. Illinois, because yeah. yeah. that was, it got some players there, but maybe not the depth. Yeah, you, you feel good about what you have with Davion Nixon. feel better now. Yes. Two. Absolutely. Certainly one high-impact guy, mm-hmm. and that was at the defensive end position where they didn't have a ton of depth yep. there. It was looking like John Wagner might be a starter. Mm-hmm. Not the case now, no. and he can continue to develop the Dowling Catholic, former uh, Maroon. So, yeah, I, I like this team. I like what they have coming back. There's another linebacker question, of course, with Dylan sure, Doyle departing. probably going to start. I think so. Yeah. But a lot of depth there. And remember, they're playing four two five so much now at the star position mm-hmm. that the number of linebackers... At least that's the plan. Game, yeah. <laughs> Colbert, I thought, has had a really nice uh-huh. ascension throughout his career. I'm with you. I think there's plenty of talent there. Offensive line solid. Receivers as good as they've had. 
um, in a while. Um, tight end, Laporta. Goodson, You're buying stud. stock on him in, in, in his career. Goodson, stud. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you're leading back over now for them, too? I, yeah, absolutely. At seven and a half. So I teased the point spreads. These are at Elite Sportsbook over at Riverside. Yep. They have the season long for I Iowa. wonder if they've changed much. If they can you tell From some... what I saw them, not much. Okay. There's been a little bit of wiggle, but not a whole lot. Uh-huh. First game they have listed is the Cyhawk game. No yeah. game, no listing uh, for the UNI game. And the point spread is Ken Miller. But it's probably a touchdown. It's three. Is that's it? It's three. We're talking about Riverside, twenty minutes south of Iowa City. Yeah, that's that's really and the spread is three. Where you would think oh. you were getting decidedly Iowa money. Yeah. I thought the number game. would be six, and I gave an extra point because mm-hmm. of the fact that. So th- that surprised me, Trent. It's only three. At that number? At three. I'm taking Iowa all day long. I'm going to lay it. Let's go up to Minnesota. Friday night, quick yeah, turnaround they're, they're, after the side. They're, they're a dog. They are. Yeah. Minnesota's favored by only three. Okay. I'd probably lay it with the Gophers. Yeah, Papa Star, I said it. I'd lay it with the <laughs> Gophers. Northern Illinois after that, nobody cares. Yeah. Michigan State, I will only favor by four. I think Michigan State's going to be terrible. Probably so. I'm certainly laying it with Iowa there. The Buckeyes laying Eey. 17. Hide the wife and kids. That's 17. 17. It was 17 and a half. I think 18 and a half, actually, when it was first it? came out way back in, oh, I think Jeez. it was a month and a half, two months ago. That's a huge number. That, that's, but. I mean, back-to-back Brodies at Columbus, yeah. Happy Valley. Penn State. Take a stab at this one. I'll say... Uh, Ten and a half. That's what I thought it would have been. It's only a touchdown. Play it again with yeah, Penn State. I, I would. Uh, Northwestern after that. Let's get to the one you care about. Iowa, Nebraska. Hawks. Iowa State, they're only a three-point favorite over Iowa State. I'll say uh, four and a half. Three. A little tighter than mm-hmm. I would have imagined. Mm-hmm. Purdue. This one makes no sense. So, At Purdue. So you, they, then if it makes no sense, they're favored. I was favored yeah. against the Boilers yeah. by nine and a half. That's ridiculous. There, there's that's, no money lines ridiculous. here, but if there was... That's ridiculous. I'd be jumping on that and finish it up with the Badgers coming I would get. I would give nine. Four and a half. Four give me Bucky. I'm betting against the and Hawks. This is a, a Riverside. This is, is a Elite Sportsbook. Yes. You can bet now. Well, soon, uh, uh, meaning January the 1st. You can sign up for all of these sports books from your couch. Don't even you have, don't to, make have the to drive. go to any of them. Just sit on your couch as the laws change on January one. Uh, Murph and Andy in at two. The fanatics at four. We'll end the week of local programming. We'll start tomorrow with the morning rush. Thanks for being here. Four.